Hey, what is up, everybody? I am Ronnie Adams, and I'm still having camera issues, so I apologize. But I am here tonight uh, with a Screaming Boy one-shot. And I'm here with my co-host with the most, whose video is frozen, I do believe, because he looks like he's saluting uh, your shorts. I don't know. Oh, this is stupid. I'm sorry. But, uh, but yeah, but at least you know what he looks like. Uh, I'm here with my co-host, uh, Adam Runyon. You haven't heard his voice on stream in... A very long time so this is actually quite a treat to have you on here and to um and for, for the for the boys to be back together for for a minute it is man it's been a very long time since i've been or since i've streamed under the mo uh, well yeah but under, especially under the moniker of screaming boy yeah man um it's been a while it's been a while since uh since screaming boy's done anything but you know i've kept it alive this long you still download the uh the the uh, the podcasts and everything on uh, Apple and wherever you download podcasts, but um, in, in hopes of doing something with it one day soon, uh, sooner or later. Uh, so it may, I may do something with it again. You never know, but I'll tell you what, what we're here for tonight for is uh, something that's near and dear to my heart. And I know it's near and dear to, um, to Adam's heart as well. Um, since, uh, since screaming boy, since we've been doing that, I have recently got into, well, within the past five years, uh, DMing, uh, dun being a dungeon master or a GM, a game master, or depending on the game, a keeper of arcane lore, um, you know, a game mother, if you play Alien, which, you know, mother was their computer, things like that. So actually, I found a love of Dungeons and Dragons again. I played this when I was a, when I was a teenager uh, in, in high school, uh, junior high and high school, but you kind of had to hide it back then. Um, but we played uh, old school. We played Advanced Dungeons and Dragons back then, and then I kind of got out of it for a while, and then I found my love for it again. Uh, and I've been playing. I, actually, I don't play often at all. Uh, I just run games. I DM for a lot of, for a lot of people and a lot of uh, you know DM for my local game shop, a Hypermind in Burlington, North Carolina. Uh, I DM for friends and family and everything. Well, not family. None of my family cool enough to play D and D. Uh, but, uh, I download, I mean, I download, I, I, I DM for, uh, my church sometimes, you know, people at my church, things like that. It's, it's been a lot of fun getting into this and, uh, and it's been hunky dory. And, uh, so, so Adam, I, I know you also have dungeon mastered and you, you play, I think you get to play a little more than I do, um, well, by, by a hair's breadth. Yeah. I mean, if, if at all, if I get to play at all. Um, it has probably been with you or you were you as the DM, but it has been it's been a while since I've even DM'd. I mean in February yeah. it'll be it'll be a year since I've been since I've well, DM'd you quit. at all. I didn't quit. They all moved away. <laughs> your party moved that's away. The worst. That's the worst when your party moves away. Now, if you're not familiar with Dungeons and Dragons, then you need to get your head out of it from underneath the rock that it's under and realize it is part of a is what is called a ttrpg a tabletop role-playing game you roll dice you do a little bit of math and you tell a story while you're playing this now dungeons and dragons has gone through multiple iterations multiple editions so everybody knows uh well everybody everybody that's played it knows that 1e is the original so dungeons and dragons the first edition that's when wizards had like one point of health one spell and that was it and you stayed in the back and threw rocks once you were done casting your spell and uh, so you had to choose between shield and magic missile. So you never know what was going to happen. 
Um, and then you you know you move on to two e three three point five four, which almost killed the hobby, uh, or killed the game. And then fifth edition came out twenty. What? Goodness, almost twenty years ago, didn't it? What fifth edition is twenty years old? Well, let me let me check my let me check that. I think I'm getting my. Uh um, I think I'm getting my uh, I thought facts mixed up. Hold on, hold on. I tell you, four E because I remember the Yeah, four E was two thousand. Third edition was two thousand. Three point five was two thousand three. So fourth edition was two thousand eight, and fifth edition was two thousand fourteen. I knew it wasn't twenty years. So it's more like um nine years ago, almost ten years ago, uh, that it came out. So. We've had multiple editions. So Dungeons and Dragons coming out in 1976, the basic set, the first version. Dungeons and Dragons is a fantasy tabletop role-playing game originally designed by Gary Gygax and Dave Arneson. Now, it was first published in 1974 by Tactical Studies Rules, TSR, and has been published by Wizards of the Coast, now a subsidiary of Hasbro since 1997. Uh, the game was derived from miniature war games, uh, which uh, Gary Gygax was huge into, into uh, miniature war games before he created, helped create, co-created Dungeons & Dragons. In fact, he helped Games Workshop come about by loaning them some miniatures for their game. Now, if you know who Games Workshop is, do you know who that is? Do I know who that is? I'm, I'm yeah. familiar. I'm familiar, but you're the only please, one that can answer back right now. <laughs> can you? Can you enlighten me? I'm familiar, but can you enlighten me? Yeah. Oh, you're familiar, but you don't want to guess. Is you're it a work? Me. Is it a? Is it a workshop of games? Oh my gosh, I forgot that it was. <laughs> I forgot it was like this. Games work. Game Games Workshop was Warhammer 40k. Nice. So one of the biggest miniature games uh, that, that that's going right now. So, um, so he, Gygax was completely all into into games. Uh, it was the game was oh, Dungeons and Dragons. It was a variation of the 1971 game Chainmail uh, that served as the initial rule system. Now D and D's publication uh, was commonly recognized as the beginning of modern role playing games and the role playing game industry. And it influenced video games, uh, RPG video games, so such as like Final Fantasy, uh, Dragon Age, things like that. So Dungeons and Dragons has been around since 1974, which is what 50 years now. Oh, it'll be 50 years soon. So let's talk about let's talk about the iterations of the game. One E was. One is, one is what we call very much a dungeon crawl. You you go into dungeons or mazes or or caverns or anything like that, and you just search for treasure, look for the bad guys, and and kill and collect. Now there's other there's other aspects to it, but that's pretty much how we played it back in the day. You know, second edition, third edition, they all came out with a little slight changes to the rules or to the or to the verbiage uh, due to like copyrights and stuff like that. I know they had uh, as characters in the game. You can be elves, dwarfs, humans, half orcs. Uh, oh gosh, help me out here. I mean, that was pretty much it back in the day. You couldn't even. I don't think you could, you could be a half orc back in the day. But they have uh, gnomes and uh, Kinder was the one that just released. That just they just re released. But they had Hobbit in there for a while. 
Now, the Tolkien estate didn't take kindly to that, and they said, that's our word, give it back. And they were like, absolutely, because you could probably sue us into the ground. So uh, they could no longer use Hobbit after that. So they were using Kinder and Halfling. Um, so you've got different verbiages changing everything, and then you get into 3 and 3.5. 3 and 3.5 became very crunchy. And what we mean by that is there was a lot of math. There was a lot of strategy to it. And there was a, there was a lot of things going on with it that um, people loved. But what they did was they flooded the market with this stuff, uh, with the books for 3 and 3.5. And uh, they absolutely, if you could find every book for 3.5, I would, I, I would actually uh, give you a, major kudos because it was crazy crazy hard to keep up with that now the third edition rules the third third and three point five um they formed the basis of the d20 system which is available under the open gaming license for use by other publishers dnd fourth edition was released in june 2008 after that and then fifth edition was the most the most recent one was released during the second half of 2014 now, what we're really here to talk about tonight, and we'll give you a little history of D&D, is the OGL, the Open Gaming License that was put into place 20 years ago. Now, the OGL said that you can make anything you want, as long as you don't use copyrighted material and everything else, you can make third-party resources for, for their game all you want, as long as it didn't use their stuff. Now, you could set it in their world, you can do everything you want, you can make it, you know, make it your own. Do your homebrew stuff. Make, um, publish it, sell it, make minis, things like that. Now, and that led into what D and D has become today. You have, oh, you have actual play podcasts and, and streams. I myself have an actual play stream every other Saturday. You have D and D TikTok. You have D and D YouTube. You have D and D, all these D and D flavored. Uh, social media and creators, uh, social media accounts and creators that are doing D&D themed content uh, were all allowed to do this under the open gaming license. And so that's what everybody was used to. Now, recently, Wizards of the Coast, who was the entity that created, not created, that, that 3.0, and 3.5, and 4 were all released under they purchased it from, uh, or they uh, they acquired it from TSR, and they opened. They released all those versions of it, uh, including fifth as well. Uh, and the OGL was written under Wizards of the Coast, but Wizards of the Coast was recently acquired by Hasbro. Now Hasbro decided just recently that they hadn't monetized D and D enough that there was more money to be made and it wasn't monetized near as what it should be. And it wasn't, it wasn't making money, which is complete and utter bull crap. I'll say it like it is. So <laughs> they announced the OGL 1.1 and they leaked it to a few people. And from what I understand, uh, they're, they're saying people are saying that they leaked it to major creators uh, with a contract stapled to it. Now, Adam, I'm just going on about this, so you jump anytime. Questions or whatever you want to say. Just right, you're right ahead. You're you're educating me as well. So when you look at the OGL 1.1, what it says is uh, basically any creator, if you're going to create content or create third party material for their game, 
you have to have a creator's badge. And what that does is let them know that you can create for them, but that creator's badge that you put on your, on your content allows them to take that at any point in time and make it theirs without owing you a penny. Also, any part, any creator that makes $50,000 a year in revenue, not profit, revenue, had to start reporting their money to Hasbro. And if you made $750,000 or more a year in revenue, you owed them 25% of that. That was including Kickstarters, GoFundMe, and everything else. Now, we'll take The Legend of Vox Machina, for, for example. The Legend of Vox Machina was going to be is 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 a creation of Critical Role, Matthew Mercer, the biggest um, actual play stream of Dungeons and Dragons 5e in the world today. Matthew Mercer is a famous famous name. Uh, not only is in in D and D, but he's also a voice actor for anime and video games, as well as his entire party of players. Um, so they you know they've got. Um, uh, Travis Willingham, Laura Bailey, uh, Ashley Johnson, Towson Jaffe, Sam Regal, Marisha, uh, Marisha Ray, and then, um, uh, uh, oh, shoot, I was about to call, he was calling by his character name, Caleb. Um, what is his name? I'm thinking. You didn't say, it's not Sam, it's... Uh... No, it's not Sam Regal, it's his best friend. Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh! Why would why would I forget this? This is this is uh, well, I do this all the time, so forget it. Um, we'll we'll come back to it. it's not that important right now. Um, Liam, but, Liam uh, O'Brien. Liam, Liam O'Brien. Thank you. Yeah, yeah Liam O'Brien. So uh, they are all voice actors and everything else. Uh, you know, with anime and video games and Disney and everything else. So um, their their thing blew up. They are now Critical Role LLC. Uh, I think Travis Willingham, the player, is the CEO of the company. So they have their own company. They have their own. They have their own um, printing company called the Darrington Press. Pardon me, I had to take a drink. Um, which they've released games and different um, different things on. Hey, come on, buddy. My dog. Um, that they've released multiple things on. And they have, um, <coughs> this is all because they can operate, operate under the OGL um, with this. Now, there are certain things they can't do. Um, so going back to Legend of Vox Machina, Vox Machina was the name of, their, uh, the name of their, their adventuring group in their very first campaign. Uh, so they decided that they were going to make an animated, uh, one animated movie episode something and they needed i think it was either 75 or i think it was seven hundred fifty thousand dollars seven hundred fifty thousand dollars which is odd because that's how much they put on the kickstarter in the ogl 1.1 um so they needed seven hundred fifty thousand dollars and immediately as soon as they opened that kickstarter up they ended up with 11 million dollars or somewhere somewhere ludicrous like that within minutes yeah that, that, insane they, amount it was it broke records of being like the 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 most like the the quickest earning Kickstarter in the history of Kickstarter, all this other stuff. So um, it was it, it was crazy how how quickly it happened under the OGL one point one because they are a D and D so you know they're under operating under the OGL. 
they would have owed 20% because Kickstarter stood up and, and took up for creators and said, hey, 25% is a lot. Um, but they would have owed 20% of what they made out of this Kickstarter in revenue to Wizards of the Coast, to Hasbro. Now, if you gave 20% of, of $10 million, all right, so that's what, $2 million, correct? If you give $2 million to Hasbro saying, all right, this is your cut. We have to, you know, we have to kiss the ring. Here's your cut of the money. But that also paid our animators. So now what are we going to do? Or that paid for uh, publication or, or that paid for this or, you know, Amazon, you know, we have to make this much money before Amazon will back us. So that is what the OGL 1.1 was really doing to creators. It was stifling everything. Not only that, but they released what they called D one D and D. So they're taking, it's not, everybody's calling it sixth edition. Now this is, I'm not taking up for them, but I've listened to their verbiage. One D and D is not sixth edition. It's not an edition at all. They're taking fifth edition and they're, they're basically stripping things away from it and then giving you, a watered down fifth edition to call it one D and D. So they've changed uh, where, as you can have different races, such as elf, human, uh, dwarf, tiefling, all that, they've changed races to species. Okay. Sometimes the word, you know, sometimes that word races can get problematic yeah. or whatever. What, you know, it okay. Thing. So, it triggers stuff. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. So change it to species, whatever. But then they started taking away things that were fun. Like you can only, there's a thing called a critical hit. When you hit it, when you roll a natural 20 on an attack, you call it a critical hit. You can either, you know, you double your damage and all this other stuff. And everybody gets to yell natural 20. Yeah. And everything. So it's, it's a cool part. But now they said only people, people can only crit on melee attacks, which is swords and fists and things like that. Uh, and then that DMs can no longer crit at all. I didn't so know that. Yeah, they took away critical hits. That. Yeah, they took away critical hits from DM from DMs. And there's some other things that they've done in, in 1D one D and D that I do not care for. And I already said before this that I wasn't going to use, and I was probably not going to pick up anything from 1D and D uh from that that iteration of it. So you don't have to. That's a cool thing. With OGL in place, you don't have to. People could still start, you know, could still print things for 5e. Um, and give you cool, uh, even if, even if, um, which they said, uh, 1D and D was going to be completely compatible with fifth edition. In fact, you'd have to rely on fifth edition to get, you know, whatever. But even if that was, you know, what was true with OGL 1.0 in place, you could still go to, 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 uh, to companies like Cobalt Press or Troll Lord Games, or Frog God Games, or the Arcane Library, all these, and, and Paizo, for God's sake. Paizo put out Pathfinder, which is pretty much D&D 3.5 in Pathfinder 1D, 1E. So, uh, so they're screwed under the, under the 1.1 and 1.2, or 1.1. But, so all these different companies that were releasing third-party games, you know, third-party sorry, excuse me, third-party content for this game are effed because you can't release this stuff under the 1.1 without 
you know, kissing the ring, basically. So it, it the, the 1.1 that they released was very problematic for, for a lot of different creators in a lot of different ways. Uh, I've met the owner of the Arcane Library. Everything that she has on there is, is written for 5E. She writes 5E supplements, 5E one-shots. She has absolutely brilliant things on her website. So right now, while it's still under, I, I, I beg you to go to Arcane Library, uh, go to Gooey Cube, go to um, uh, Cobalt Press, Frog God Games, Troll Lord Games, uh, all these different games, and start finding their their uh, 5e stuff and, and buy it up, man. Buy it up. Um, we have a, okay, I don't see where it is. So we actually have a comment from Patrick Mullen. He says, Patrick, I'm oh, sorry, I didn't see where it was. I apologize. Yeah. You want me to read it? Yeah, go for it, man. Yeah, it says, while I'm not an avid, avid D&D player, a game like D&D exists because of the community of people playing it. When they strip the community, they essentially bankrupt the game, don't they? Absolutely. So that's where I was going. They're putting a chokehold on this game. So what that does to the community, which has rallied around this game, is really created, it has created an absolute community around this. I know more people through D&D now than I ever did through anything else, to be, to be honest with you. I know a lot of people through D&D. Um, so they put a chokehold on the community and the creators, and they say, no, you can't do this. Well, it, it, it stifles that, that community spirit as well. So what, and a lot, what a lot of people... Um, what a lot of people are doing, um, or what they're wanting, what they think a lot of people think they're doing is creating. Sorry, I'm stuttering because I'm I'm reading text messages, and is <laughs> uh, there we go. Oh, uh, oh, that's awesome. They're creating micro, um, um micro transactions in D and D. So get this, what has been recently released is that Wizards of the Coast bought a website, um, and I can't remember who owned it before, but they bought it from them for like $40 million, and it's called D&D Beyond. Now, D&D Beyond has, uh, has hosted uh, or has uh, uh, supported streams and things like that for a while. Um, it has uh, a critical role. They were, they were, they helped Critical Role out. Or, I mean, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Sponsored Critical Role. Uh, D&D Beyond is a place where you can buy your books digitally if you so choose. You can create website, uh, uh, you create character sheets on the web, everything else. Um, you, there, it's a huge resource, especially for me. I use it all the time as I DM. Uh, I think we have another one. Yeah. Uh, on top of Wizards taking their 20% for Critical Role under the new OGL, they probably take 20-30% of the book sales that Critical Role publishes through them. So they're taking 50% of their potential revenue, to my understanding. That's, abs that's, that's one thing I forgot. Yeah, I didn't think of. That's absolutely true because Matthew Mercer is under contract with them to write books that are published by Wizards of the Coast. So he's under contract for, I think he's on the hook for one more one more book. And everything else is probably going to go through... Uh, through Darrington Press that he writes. Because why wouldn't you? Why would you give them money when you could just print 5e stuff 
through Darrington Press and make all and keep the product, keep the revenue off of so, it. So, so let me just add something to that. The the problem he has now, uh, Matt Mercer. The problem he has now, though, is that all of the um, assets that are under the open gaming license that he's not using have to be renamed. So you can't use things like Goblin. You know what I mean? Like they're trying. Well, you, they're trying you can to. Use, no, you could use stuff like Goblin and Elf because that's not. You can't copyright that stuff. Correct, and that's. Um, that, I guess. I guess I should say it's more of a, a clarification more yeah. than anything. So, so okay. So you look at the legend, Legends of Vox Machina. We're going back to that real quick. Um, that's their cart. That's their cartoon. It's their animated. Well, it's not a cartoon. It's animated series. It's actually quite good. It's it's um, really good. It's really good. Um. So Scanlan uh, is Scanlan Shorthall <laughs> is their known bard. And he he uses a spell in D and D called Bigby's Bigby's Hand, and he uses it all the time in in their in their game. So he uses it quite often in the cart in the in the animated series as well, the cartoon as well. But he calls it Scanlan's Hand because they cannot call it Bigby's Hand because it's 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 copywritten by Wizards of the Coast, which is understandable. But now because he's casting Scanlan's Hand and it looks like it, and is based on the OGLs doing this, doing that. They'd have to pay them money. So um, now, with with all that being said, the one point one, they rolled it back a little bit, and they said, "Okay, hold up, let's let's look at this." You know, this was leaked. It wasn't leaked. They leaked it. I'm sure. Oh um, yeah. Oh. They, they purchased yeah. D and D Beyond. Um, and now what's been what's been released is they're changing D and D Beyond, and they're going to start charging the top tier, the DM tier, the tier that I use that I pay six dollars a month for right now, to thirty dollars a month to be able to use their stuff. Um, let, the books I, can, that you pay for. Can I interject real quick? Yeah. So I was let, let me let me kind of back up just a little bit and before we start complaining about Dungeons and Dragons let me just say that I was I was an avid user of Dungeons and Dragons and there was a point in time where I said you know what it makes more sense for me to buy all of the all of my stuff digitally because I was taking my laptop with me with a um, and I was using all the stuff there because I could make I could make my um my entire campaign was on there. I had all of their character sheets. I had all of the source books. I had all of the rule books. I could I could search it, and I mean, really, really quickly. It was fantastic. I loved it. Well, and I mean, it's, it's an incredible tool to, for a DM to use. Absolutely, I yes. agree one hundred percent with that. Yeah, and 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 like I said before, we get into the the complaint fest. I wanted to make I want to make it clear that this is a tool that I used. Up until probably, it was it was probably a month ago. I had to roll back. I was paying the top tier, and I was like, I'm not playing anymore. The only reason I was paying it was so that I didn't lose all of my character sheets. <laughs> I have over 120 character sheets on there for yeah. NPCs. Oh yeah. Like okay, so it's not a complaint fest. I, I, first of all, excuse me, sir. I'm well, kidding. sorry, <laughs> sorry. I felt like I felt like if if we were gonna complain, then we should. We should do our due diligence. Well, no, and I'm at saying least it was, and it's an amazing, it's, yeah, it's it's yeah, incredible, it's an amazing tool for for I'm just not, and, and let's get something else right. I'm just not paying thirty dollars a month for it. Well, no, uh, they're creating. <laughs> okay, so they're 
Oh, and, and forget tabletop, virtual tabletop for people that play online. Virtual tabletop oh, yeah. number one, one. They couldn't be they couldn't do anything. Roll twenty, fancy grounds, uh Albear, uh or was it uh, Albear Rodeo? Yeah, or uh yeah, I think that's what it's called. Um, and then uh, foundry, things like that. You can't use that stuff, you can't create stuff for that. Um, but you know, it's it is it, that beyond that, um they're trying to push people towards their virtual tabletop, which will be used through, I think, D&D Beyond or by itself, one. And they're creating AI Dungeon Masters. So artificial intelligence, intelligent Dungeon Masters, which will just be kind of like playing Zork back in the day. So, <laughs> Turn you around. Know? Turn um, around. So east. go east, go north, can't go north, road blocked. Okay, so go south, can't go south, road blocked. So that's kind of how I see their AI DMs because I mean we we probably have it, but I don't know if Hasbro would be able to afford the AI to actually do anything different with it. But anyway, so beyond that, there's a lot of craziness that has come out of this OGL uh, 1.1 business. So much so that they rolled it back and they said, okay, we're going to give it a few days and we're going we're going to study this. And they gave the snarkiest, snottiest reply I've ever seen a, a, a corporation give. They, you say you may hear everybody talk that they won and everything. So, but yeah, they won. But so, but did, so we. did we. Yeah. I was like, oh gosh. So yeah. after a while, somebody stands up, says, "We can't do this like this because you're either going to lose money or we're going to lose people." Because after that was released, so many people canceled their D&D Beyond uh, subscriptions that it crashed the cancel page for them, okay? So that's what people are calling for their head. You know, they're, they're grabbing their for- torches and pitchforks, and they're saying, cancel your D&D Beyond subscription, boycott the movie, speak with your wallet. That's where, that's where it's going to get them because it's going to hit them in theirs. And I was like, okay, well, I kind of agree with that to the point of like, I don't want to cancel it because I'll lose everything I have on there. I really kind of want to see that movie because I personally, the only Dungeons and Dragons movie that I have to remember is the one from 2000 and it's hot garbage. It was. Anyway, neither here nor there. Um, So it's created this outcry. And the only thing that they have done is taken a community that is splintered anyway between your grognards, your old school guys, your new school people, all your fifth ed, your first ed, the people that don't like you, the people that you don't like, all this other stuff, all these people that are, you know, that are kind of, like I said, splintered and separated anyway, they have all turned around and found a common enemy in in Watsy, Wizard of the Coast, we're just going to call it Watsy from now on, in Watsy and Hasbro and said, they basically looked at him and said, the hell you did, and they have turned their wrath not on each other, but on them. And they have canceled. Uh, they they polled twenty four hundred people. They they polled twenty four hundred somebody. I can't remember who it was. Forgive me for this, for not remembering who. But it was on Twitter. They they this this person this company polled twenty four hundred D D Beyond users, and seventy three percent of those twenty four hundred had already canceled. What was that? Seventy. You say seventy three percent percent of that twenty four hundred had already canceled, and the others were thinking about it. And I was like, gosh, oh, so you take six bucks and you times that by 
you know, a hundred thousand, you know, $600,000 gone a month. Boom. Done. And there's much more than that. There's so, there's so many more people than that, that have, that have canceled. Because if I know people, I know that if you're going to get the, the lower tier, you might as well just go, if you're like me, you go, well, I might as well go get the upper tier. That way I can have as many characters as I want. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. So they've already shared. So. Just to say, we're not happy with this. In fact, we're pissed. And I also rallied the, the, the third party. Um, it also rallied the third, third party publishers as well. Cobalt Press has gotten together with Paizo and a few other people. Cobalt Press is releasing their own OGL and a system that goes under it. And they're calling it... Um, Work, think, right? It's huh? No, it's called Black Flag. Oh. Uh, I think it's some Operation Black Flag or something like that. I, I, th- I can't remember what all the... you know. I can't keep up with everything, but these companies are now releasing... Um, their own system and people are getting behind them. They're going back and changing the verbiage. You know, they don't have to right now, but they're changing the verbiage and everything. So they can sell it for, you know, they can use it for any system. I mean, also, it has, you know, I, I love D and D and D is, is, is my home. I'll always come back to it and I'll always play it. I'll always play fifth edition. I'll always have my books and you can't take those away from me. Bingo. I can run it how I want it. Bingo. But there's so many more systems out there that you can run as well. People are blind to the other t- tabletop role-playing games that are out there because of the pop- you know, the, the popularity of D&D. Now, does D&D deserve the popularity it has? I absolutely believe it does because it's a wonderful system. It's the grandfather of all these systems. And it, it, it you know, or it, it deserves the, the, the publicity that it has and everything. Stranger Things was one of the biggest reasons that D&D has such a revival right now. And uh, uh, and I'll be honest, I was sitting there watching Stranger Things, and I was like, God, I want to play D&D now. And I got up off my butt and went to my local gaming shop and found a, uh, they said, well, the whole story is, uh, you know, they said, yeah, you can play, just fill this out. And I filled it out, and they came back the next time, and they they said the table was full. And I was like, well, that's bull crap because I felt, but anyway, so what I did was I walked up to the game store, uh, the game store owner, and I said, hey, do you need an extra DM? And she said, absolutely. I said, give me two weeks and I'll be back. And she said, all right, two weeks. I came back two weeks and I ran my very first, well, no, nobody showed up because they didn't know. <laughs> but the week after that, I ran my very first one shot of D&D and fell back in love with it. And I said, I'm going to do this every week. And I have since. I have ran d d for, for I don't know how many weekends straight there, whether it's for kids, whether it's for a stream, whether it's for adults, whether, but also we, we've stumbled into games such as Call of Cthulhu, Kids on Bikes, Alien, the role-playing game, G.I. Joe, Transformers, and Power Rangers all run on the same system, the Fallout system, Fallout the video game. They have a role-playing game of that. There is, you know, people love Pathfinder. Uh, I myself am not a huge fan of Pathfinder, but I, I I love Pathfinder for what it is, but I prefer other systems. So, but if you love Pathfinder, more power to you. There's one that just came out uh, that I just found. It's called um, the Index Card RPG. 
I want to play that. I don't even know what it is, and I want to play it. Uh, <laughs> Ten Candles is another one. Uh, it doesn't even have – I don't even know if it has a, has a book out. Honey Heist. It's a one-page RPG where you're a bear and you're trying to steal honey. It's amazing. There's all these different games that you can have fun with and create long-standing campaigns, one-shots, whatever you want, and get together with your friends and laugh and get out of the real world for a little bit. Cyberpunk Red is another one. Um, oh, gosh, Shadowrun. Gosh, that's a hard one, too, though. <laughs> but there's so many of these that are out there. <laughs> that are worth a shot you know um, um maybe maybe we also want to want to put into perspective um all of this happened for <laughs> the course of like one week by the way so like well, roughly it, it, well it came out in december i think the original one came out in december but it didn't really catch heat until i mean I, I was yeah and like and I remember I woke up early one morning and I was probably, it was like five, five o'clock, probably five, five in the morning. And I'm scrolling through Facebook and I see this, this screenshot of like this, um, it was like a class action lawsuit against, um, Watsy. And I was like, yeah. what the heck, what, what's going on? I, I kind of read through it and I was like, oh, okay. And later on that day, I saw something else referencing the same thing, but it was different than something else different. And finally, I think on my lunch break, I was like, I need to get to the bottom of this. And then I started reading it, and I was just like, what in the world? Like, they retroactively went back and said, the previous license that you're using, that's no good anymore. You're done. Like, we can't, you can't use that anymore. And then they and then they just said, from here on out, because you're using this this license, you're going to use 1.1. And that's, I think, one of the thing, one of the reasons. And you can't, and like, I think people just don't take kindly to say, you, you know, this is what you're going to do. You're going to do it, and you're going to like it. You know what I mean? It's that I, th I don't think they take kindly to that kind of mentality anyway. So that was like, you know, that's kind of soured the um, soured the milk, so to speak. And then they force you to drink it, and then they came out with that horrible, <laughs> you know, you may have won, but so did we. You know, it's like, come on, dude, like. Why would you say it that way? You know, it's like well, use a little bit of tact, you know? You have rallied a community that love this game more than anything. And like to argue the rules, by the way. Let's just say some that, too. Some of them do. Some of them do. But some of them just like the way they got it, you know. That would mean more, more rules that they don't want to follow. You know what I mean? It's true. But here's the deal. I love D&D. I'll never stop playing it. I don't care what they say. I half the time I don't follow their rules anyway in the book. Well, I don't I say half the time. There are very few rules that I don't follow in the one in the 5e book. But I'm I'm what you call a rule of rule of cool DM. If it, if if you want to try something, let's see what we'll see how we can make it happen. You have tried something and you see what has happened now, Hasbro. You have awakened a sleeping dragon that usually fight amongst its own, its, its brothers and sisters. And now they're all pointed at you with their teeth bared. You say you're going to release um, the open gaming license and one D and D they've, they've been doing one D and D over, you know, over time and give people um, uh, surveys to fill out. And all you're going to find is people saying, leave it alone. I, you know, 99% of people are going to say, 
Leave the OGL alone. The open gaming license was fine the way it was. So I don't understand why you have to change it because you need more money in your wallet. I get that. But coming from somebody who has played this for for a while now and is usually kind of open-minded to change, this is not something you change lightheartedly. This is not something that you would just, you know, you, you, you tell the community to like it or lump it because they will lump it. They will give you your money back or not your money. They will give you your book back. They will stop buying anything. They will cancel subscriptions. They will fight against you. They will rise up and get their torches and pitchforks and make sure you are run out of town for good. I've seen it happen. So, you know, and I was, I was looking up some Pathfinder stuff because that's something that, that I've, I've not, I've never played Pathfinder ever. I have. And, and since, since this whole thing has, you know, it's gained teeth, you know, and I thought, well, maybe it's time to look at another, another, you know, another game to play because, in the past couple of months, I've thought, you know, maybe I want to, maybe want to get my kids involved with it. You know, this is another aspect of it. It's like you have a whole other generation who, you know, we love it so much. We want to pass that on to the next generation and say, hey, listen, let me show you how we, how we spent, you know, four, eight, 10, 14 hours a weekend, you know, when we were, you know, 10 years old, let me show you how to do that. And, we would pass that on to our kids. Well, now it's just like, it's like, well, you know, if my kids can't enjoy the same stuff that I did and they're going to treat them like this. Like, I don't want you treating my kids that way. I'm going to start no, looking get, someplace no. else. You know, they'll get my five books, and they'll yeah, get me sure. to teach them how to play five E. And, and, and to my point, what I was saying is, is, you know, earlier when I mentioned D&D Beyond being such a great, useful tool, I have I made the conscious decision. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start getting the, the physical books again. You know, um, and, and just to have them because because you know they they can. It, it's nice because they can they can kind of um, retcon the books and say, okay, so we're gonna update this here. We're gonna add this here. We're gonna change the wording here. We're gonna make this a little bit clearer. So they can kind of do that all with with D and D Beyond. But with the books, you kind of have to either. I think they use what did they used to use to do that. They would they would release updates that you could print off and like slide into your book if you needed them. Uh, mostly Unearth Arcana, I think. Is that is that what it was? Um, yeah, Unearth Arcana is where they play test their new stuff. Their yeah, new, and you could you, know, you could print that off. But the yeah. problem with the problem I had with Unearth, Unearth Arcana is that it was it was I don't know. It, I just felt like it was not tested as much as it anyway it's that's well that's what it was there for for you to test yeah but um but i think i think what i'm gonna do is i might i might try pathfinder they have the uh the box. It, man. i might try yeah, to they're do on that. 2e now so yeah have, yeah it's not 3.5 so much they're on 2e um it, i don't think it got the reception they were hoping would um but i i don't know i'm not like i said i'm not a pathfinder player um uh, I, I'm a fan if it's a, if it's a game. I'm a fan. You know what I mean? Yeah. Go for it. But you know, I just I, honestly, I just picked up two new books too. Uh, one's called Heart, 
where you travel to the center of the earth and it and, and it shows you underground it shows you your 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 heart's desires whether it's going to kill you or not doing it so it's a fantasy role-playing game where you you travel underground and you find whole cities and civilizations underground and i picked another one up called seventh sea where you're a freaking pirate pirates are cool pirates, pirates are, are always amazing cool. I also have a five E supplement for uh, Legend of the Five Rings. They, they brought Ooh, it five E dude, dude. So you could be you could, samurai. Was, it, was that the one that like that's the one that generally gets like the greatest RPG ever made? Right? Is it the five, well, well, five Rings? Yeah, one of yeah. This is not the this is not those rules. Oh, this okay. is the five E supplement for it. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, I haven't I haven't broken into those rules yet because they're the rule book for that is pretty expensive from what I've seen. Uh, I'll have to break down and get it one day. But what we're saying, all in all, is 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 this? I don't think Watsi realizes that no matter what, we're going to do what we want with our game because that's how it was designed. Gary Gygax, I know his son, Ernie. All Ernie wants to do, and I know Ernie. We'll, we'll just leave it at this. The Ernie that I know, that I've met, and that that I call friend, just wants people to play games at his table. And that's it. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter where you're from. He just wants to play games. And he wants you to have a good time doing it. And I dare say that's how Gary was, too. Gary just wanted to play games, man. He invented this so people would have a good time. That they would play games and that they would just, you know, Forget about the real world for a little bit. And that's what people use it for, whether you like Gygax's name or not. You enjoy getting out of the real world for a little bit, being somebody else, being somebody heroic or villainous or whatever. So that's what these games are all about. So don't lose track of that over this over this OGL nonsense. Don't lose track of your love for your game, for the love of gaming and the love of the game that brought you into it. We're going to wrap it up real quick, and we're just going to say, listen, OGL 1.1, 1.2, whatever. Nothing can take away your passion for the game, whether it be D&D, whether it be Call of Cthulhu, whether it be freaking Parcheesi. I don't care. Parcheesi. <laughs> so be a part of the community. Tell them where to stick it if you don't like the OGL. Show them, show them, and hashtag open D and D. But let's try some other stuff too. Let's continue this one-minded community of role-playing game players and just sit at a table with each other. You know, one th- one good thing that's come out of this are the memes. Have you have you read the memes of some of this? Dude, the, the memes, memes have been on? been have been choice. Yeah, they've <laughs> been hilarious. I just love going through some of these and seeing the memes they post, like the one about the ring. Like it's like Frodo's reading the ring. It's like it seems to be some sort of selfish. <laughs> nice. And, and Gandalf, he's like, and he's like, he's like, I can't read it. And and uh, and Gandalf is like, the few who can. <laughs> Have, no, no, have no, you got anything? I, I know you don't stream very much anymore, but have you got anything going on? Not really, man. Not really. I, I would. I would like. I mean, I, I'll stream every once in a while. Back when Elden Ring was a thing, I streamed on uh, Adam as a nerd. But, I mean, it still probably is a thing, but I streamed on, on that for a while. Yeah, yeah on so Twitch. If you, 
if you add him on Twitch, he'll pop up every once in a blue moon. Go in there and talk to him a little bit. Yeah, say hi, at least. So, well, as for me, uh, I got a Twitch channel called Misfits and Miscreants. We have a bi-weekly or every other week uh, live stream on there uh, where we play. uh, We're playing D&D, and I can't remember the name of the module we're playing right now because I am so tired. I don't know where this came from. I apologize. But no. And I've lost my glasses. I haven't had glasses for two days now, three days now. Um, so my head hurts. But um, we're playing Rhyme of the Frostmaiden. Icewind Dale, Rhyme of the Frostmaiden. And it's been a blast. Uh, so catch us up on that. I've been working on a schedule for content for some time now. And things have been fluctuating so much that I've not been able to recently release anything or do anything. But we're going to start, we're, we're going to start streaming some uh, Star Wars Legion games soon. Uh, as soon as I learn how to play. Uh, I've got some Call of Cthulhu, Kids on Bikes, and stuff like that games coming up. Whether they're one-shots or they turn into a long-standing campaign, whatever, we're going to start streaming that as well. Uh, we're going to have some in-person. We're going to have some um, – we're also going to have some online gaming. Uh, if you need a DM, I am a DM for hire. So if you're in the North Carolina area within reason, you know, the triad area, I, I'll, I'll come to your house. I'll bring all my stuff, and we'll have a good time. Uh, you know, we'll, you know, got men's train all that. Um, you know, as long as it's not weird and it's not just you know you and like you're like digging dirt out of your belly button or something like that. Then you know, I'll I'll come hang out with you. But <laughs> but legit, there's a website called StartPlaying.Games. Now, if you go on there and you type in my name, Ronnie Adams, you're going to see me hiding behind uh, a VIP pass to Clerks Three. That's my picture on there because I was so proud of that that VIP pass to Clerks 3. I got to meet Kevin Smith again that night. Uh, sweetheart of a man. Um, that's where I will be posting my one-shots and campaigns. Now, as a newer DM, you'll probably catch me for about $10 to $20 a session on there. And you say, pay per session? Yes, we do charge per session. So what do you get for that? You get everything with me. I will do my best to make sure you have the best game of your life every single time you play with me. Because if you're giving me money, you're going to get your money's worth. All right. Start playing dot games. Look up Ronnie Adams. I'll have some games on there again soon. Um, Twitch dot Twitch dot TV slash misfits and miscreants. And if you're in the North Carolina area near um, Asheville, North Carolina, there is a con coming up in March called Mythicon West. Now, it used to be Mace West. Unfortunately, um, one of the gentlemen that owned and ran Mace, uh, Jeff, passed away. Uh, so we celebrated his life in the last Jeff Con. The final, Je- the final Mace, Jeff Con, was last year in Charlotte. But now Mace, Mace West is now called Mythicon West, is now in, is, is in Asheville. And I will be GMing four different games there. I will be GMing uh, Fallout, um, Once Upon a Time in the Wasteland. I'll be. Uh, uh, I will also be GMing um, uh, Alien, the RPG. Uh, I think it was uh, Chariot of the Gods. I will be DMing a one shot of D and D called Blue Alley, and also I will be DMing uh, another game that I've completely forgotten what I'm DMing. But I are GMing, but it's going to be another game. It's going to be amazing. 
So if you're in that area, the con literally is only $40 for the entire weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, the games that you sign up for are free. Uh, they have a vendor uh, room as well. So, uh, and you can come stay in the hotel in the, in the very same hotel that the con is in and roll out of bed and brush your teeth and come down and start gaming. So if you're in the area or if you're traveling to the area, come see me, uh, come home and sign up for my game. Uh, I'd love to have you there. And other than that, man, you got anything else for us, Adam? Sorry, I, I was on. Oh, sorry, I was on mute. No, no, no. no. Put right. him to sleep. No, no, I was, I was on, I was yawning. But, but yes, you didn't put me to sleep. No, you didn't put me asleep. but no, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't have any. I don't have anything, man. I'm uh, anything. I'm good. Well, no, I'm good. Well, in that case, um, I'm going to say this. Uh, I'm going to steal uh, TV Party tonight's outro just so we have something. Um, <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure Mark will love that. And with that, I'll say I love you, Mark. We want to say good night. Um, guys, I appreciate you. <coughs> Pardon me. I know Adam, I need something to drink. So I've already drank all my water. I know Adam appreciates you. And guys, be safe. Um, love on one another, and you know, make sure you, you know, have a natural 20 of a day. I'm such an idiot. <laughs> uh, I love it, dude. <laughs> oh Lord, I'm. I'm it's. It's. That's it, just. You know. You know. There is. There are. There are other ways to say it, but I get your point. <laughs> I get your point. Oh man, what's wrong with me? We're old, what? and it's it's ten o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> your your face is old. Uh, I don't see another. Uh, I don't see an outro on here. So what we're going to say is, <laughs> look at that! Oh my! I what just realized done? I forgot to do that. So Mark's going to be pissed at me. But that's all right. I love you guys. I love Mark. I love doing this, guys. Have a good night.